the Kentucky Resilience Lab podcast. I'm Olivia. And I'm Michaela. And today we're going to be talking to you all about imagery. So when you think about imagery, what comes to my mind is a child daydreaming or telling an elaborate story in your head or reliving an event. And you can use imagery in sport in many different ways. And we're going to kind of talk to you today about the different ways to use imagery to kind of give you a competitive edge. Imagery is helpful for increasing self-confidence, motivation, and focus in sport. And it also helps to decrease some like pre-race anxiety. So we're going to be talking to you about a couple of those things and the different types of imagery and how you can use it. Yeah. So to get us started, I'll just jump in a little bit to kind of what is imagery and the different types of imagery. So Essentially, imagery is being able to imagine yourself doing something. And this can take a lot of different forms, but we're going to kind of talk a little bit more about internal versus external imagery. So the difference here is the perspective that you're viewing your image from. So internal imagery would be basically you're viewing the action or the motion or whatever it is, the situation as the first person, kind of, if you're, you know, maybe thinking in literary terms. So you're picturing it as if you are the one doing it. You're seeing it with the eyes of the person who is completing that action versus for external, it's kind of like the third person, or if you were, you know, watching some ESPN highlights, it's watching the video recording of that. So you're seeing the whole person do it kind of outside of that person, if that makes sense. So Olivia, I'm just kind of curious, when you use imagery in swimming, which which form of imagery did you tend to use? Yeah, so I tended to use mostly internal. So I would focus on myself doing a skill. For example, like a flip turn in swimming, I would like go through the motion and pushing off the wall in my head and executing race strategy. And that really helped me to decrease my anxiety going into a race because I knew I had done it in my head so many times and I would just be able to go into the race ready to attack the walls. And additionally, I would also use external imagery before meets. So for example, I would watch Simone Manuel. She's an Olympic world record holder in freestyle. And I would watch her swim and kind of imagine myself as her and it helped me just believe in myself a little bit better going into the race. Like, okay, I can swim like that. Like I'm able to swim like that. So um, those are a little bit of ways that I use imagery. Yeah, for sure. I know for me personally, I also use a combo of internal and external. I think especially for, for diving in some ways, some parts of it and swimming is very similar too. There are so many really technical parts of the sport too. Um, and so I know for me, if I was trying to make a specific correction on a dive, I would often watch, like you were talking about with Simone Manuel, I'd often watch a video of a diver doing that skill in the way that I was trying to make that correction. And then I would try to visualize that kind of what I'd seen and then transfer that into using ex- internal imagery to then imagine what it feels like 
being the person doing it to actually make that correction. And I know you talked a little bit about helping increase your confidence too. And I know sometimes for me, if there was a dive that I maybe struggled with a little bit with nerves and maybe it was a dive that I've hit the board on before. And so I'm really focusing on building back my confidence and making sure I'm really using the right technique to have that not happen again. I'd often use imagery to help increase my confidence and my ability to do it my, do it correctly because just by visualizing the right technique, it just helps you kind of reinforce the the right way to do it. And talking a little bit about the neural pathways, basically one of the reasons why imagery is super helpful is that the same neural pathways that are control the muscles that are activated when you're doing these skills, when you use imagery, those same neural pathways are activated. So um, not only are you kind of reinforcing what that skill should look like, but you're actually reinforcing it um, from a neurological perspective. And so you're strengthening those neural pathways and basically just kind of re-emphasizing how to do that skill. So it's actually becoming a little bit more ingrained, which is pretty cool to think about kind of, we won't get too deep into the science of it, but just to to think about that side of it and the how it works, not just why we like to use it and what psychological benefits we we get from it. Yeah, and I think going off of that, you can use imagery to prepare yourself for the environment you're going to be competing in. I know I had some high school coaches, we would envision the pool that we were going to be competing at. Um, And we would envision like the fans and the energy level, and it helps you save energy. So when you're at the environment, you're not like stressed over a new experience because you've already visualized it. And so that multi-sensory kind of imagery um, with like sound, touch, feeling really kind of can prepare you to go into a competition fully ready to take on any adversity or stress and just prepare you. It can also like help you get excited for events, but I think it really does help like with with those neural pathways, like preparing your body for what you're going to experience. So I think that's how imagery can be super helpful. And then additionally, what you said about like watching other people do it, I feel like that's like a vicarious experience, kind of like you're learning from somebody else and you know that that helps like build confidence. And so I think imagery is like super helpful. Um, And if you can really practice it and execute imagery really well in your mind, that just speaks to how much better your performance is going to be. And I think the key part um, when practicing imagery is to practice it consistently. Because it is a really difficult skill to be able to focus on what you're doing without getting interrupted from with other thoughts. It's really easy to have like a negative thought slip in there. So staying focused on positive thoughts um, while you're doing imagery is super important. And I think not only practice, but being able to stay focused, like I was talking about on what you're doing can really help Yeah, for sure. And I think also adding to that kind of the neurological side that we were talking about, another way that imagery works is also through symbolic learning. So um, you're also just getting a better understanding of the movements. And this, I think, especially applies with external imagery where you're watching how that move or that skill is supposed to be performed and you get to kind of create a mental representation of it. And it allows you to actually internalize the correct technique to plan out, I'm going to you know, have this particular angle with my arm when I hit the water with my stroke. I don't know. I don't know why I decided to try the yeah. swimming analogy when I could have just used diving, which I know a little bit better. But um, I think that, you know, it helps you 
plan out the correct technique and not just see someone doing it correctly, but then also how are you going to do it when you get into the water, which is helpful because like you said, then it helps even for practice. Um, if you're working on um, making a change to your stroke or, you know, making a change to a dive that you're doing, being able to use imagery even in practice is super helpful because then when you get to the meet too, you've already been practicing that imagery. You've been practicing doing that technique and that way that you're working on doing it. So then you get to the meet and it's not new. And then you can still keep using imagery to help you, but it won't be a new strategy for you when you get to the meet. Yeah. It's almost like the motions will become automatic because at a meet or a game, you don't want to be thinking about what you're doing. You want it to be automatic. And so using this in practice and practicing it um, outside of like the actual competition is really important. Um, so that way you're not like trying something new in a meet. So talk a little bit about what happens if you fail at imagery. Cause I know that that's something that does need to be practiced. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, you were just talking about how important it is to practice imagery. And I think sometimes when you think about imagery, you're like, oh, it's easy. Let me just imagine myself doing this thing correctly. But imagery actually does take a lot of skill and practice. And, you know, I was talking about using imagery on a dive that I've hit the board on before. And there have been times where I've gone to do my imagery for that dive and I've set my dive up correctly. All the technique is there. And then all of a sudden that image in my mind actually shift to being me hitting the board in my imagery. And um, I know that that's definitely something that happens. And it, it really just takes a lot of practice to get that kind of representation out of your mind and make sure that each time you do practice imagery, you're visualizing the correct way to do things. But another thing that sometimes athletes can get stuck on is thinking about what not to do. Um, that's typically, actually, you're more likely to do what it is that you're thinking about not doing, which is ironic. But for that example, for me, if I'm standing on the board or visualizing my dive, thinking, all right, let me not think about hitting the board in this visualization. Chances are when I visualize myself doing that dive, I'm going to think about myself hitting the board. So you really have to focus more on what you want to do rather than what you're trying to avoid. And that's also part of um, what takes practice is it's kind of ties into self-talk too there of just how do you kind of switch that negative avoidance mindset to more of a positive, all right, how can I do this correctly? Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of times when I first started out using imagery and practicing it, for example, in swimming, it would be like, don't breathe on a 50 freestyle. Um, and when you think don't breathe, don't breathe, don't breathe. Well, of course, what are you going to do? You're going to want to breathe. And I think it's important when like failure does happen when you're practicing imagery, like give yourself some grace. Like it definitely takes time to truly have that attentional controllability with your mind and being able to like reset that kind of goes back to what we were talking about with reset buttons in the earlier episodes, but being able to kind of start over all right, I'm going to execute this one. We're going to focus on hitting the turns and just restarting with your imagery, I think is a good practice. Yeah. And I think also something that you and I have talked about before, you know, obviously you really want to focus on imagining how to do that skill correctly, but sometimes it does happen that you imagine yourself doing what you're trying to not do. Um, and then also you can use that moment of imagery to even practice how you'd respond. So um, for diving, at least at the college level, you compete six dives in a meet. So what if I do imagine myself hitting the board on that dive? Okay, how am I going to 
react when I get to the surface of the water? How am I going to get out of the pool? How am I going to respond to, you talked about reset buttons. How am I going to respond to reset for the next dive? If that does happen, I can either kind of refresh my imagery and, you know, start again and do it right, which I definitely, after that, I do want to make sure I imagine myself doing it correctly. But um, even in that moment of imagery where I don't do the dive the way I'm trying to, I can still use that to imagine and visualize the environment and the scenario. And so then I'm kind of using it to say, okay, how would I respond? Because, you know, that has happened to me in a meet. And if I get so caught up on that one dive, I'm not going to be able to complete my dives after that. And so it's really important. And I know swimming is the same way. You have several events in a meet. So maybe you don't finish your 50 free the way you want to, and you end up breathing more than you were trying to. Okay, that happened, not ideal. And you can fix that for the next time. But in the rest of the meet, you still have to focus on making sure that you get back and ready for the next race you're in and focusing on what you're trying to improve there. So I think imagery can also be helpful, even there when you end up visualizing what you're trying to ultimately avoid doing. (laughs) Yeah, and I completely agree with that. I think imagery can be used to help go through failure. So I think imagery is just really useful um, in that sense. And it definitely, I think, gives you a certain edge because you've already done it so many times in your head. It just becomes more natural when you actually go to do the thing. Yeah, I guess we're getting ready to wrap up here. But if you could give one tip um, that you found the most helpful when it comes to imagery for you or one thing you've learned, what is that one thing? I think the biggest thing with imagery is when you go to practice it, find like a quiet room, get yourself in a calm environment when you sit down and kind of are visualizing it. This is especially when you're first starting out with imagery and maybe it's like take it in small steps. Like maybe you only visualize like the start at first and then you'll visualize the start through the breakout before you can completely do a full race because it does take a lot of mental training to stay focused for that long of a period especially if you're doing something longer than like 30 seconds to a minute it might take a little bit of practice to focus that long so I think finding a quiet calm space an environment that you can start practicing it and doing it consistently. So I think that's my biggest tip. What about you? Yeah, I think for me to go in a different direction, I wish I had known sooner during my years as a competitive athlete that imagery does take a lot of practice. I think I just thought that I, I definitely was able to use imagery pretty well, but I didn't understand that that it was a skill you needed to train. And so I think I would benefit a lot from kind of having really focused on how do I improve my use of imagery and be really intentional about how I use my imagery. But yeah, I think for me, it really, it was just being more intentional and understanding that it was a skill you needed to train. You couldn't just take it for granted. You know, let me just use imagery right here in this moment, only before I'm about to compete this dive. Let me actually go back and use it in practice on a regular basis that when I get to the meet, it's already part of my routine. Yeah, that's great. So I think we're going to wrap up. We want to thank you guys for listening. And we hope that you learned something about imagery today that's going to help you um, boost your confidence and help you compete in whatever you're doing. Be sure to follow us on our Instagram at the Kentucky Resilience Lab. We really appreciate you guys listening and hope you have a great day.